Welcome to episode three of Tisha Talks, a podcast for badass entrepreneurs and aspiring visionary business builders. I'm your host, Tisha Doriana, and today I will be continuing to share my story with you. Today's focus is going to cover what all went down after resigning from my previous company. I'll cover the threats of lawsuits, the rumors that circulated, and the nature of losing friends in a position like I was in. Quick little recap from last episode. I talked about my official breakup with traditional MLMs. I covered my story from the beginning and how new business builders coming into this industry simply don't know what they don't know. They're naive and they slap down their social security numbers and then they just do what they're told. So many people join self-consumption models for the discount. To be clear, there's nothing wrong with joining a company for the discount. I mean, that's how I kind of got started. However, God forbid, you become successful and realize you are no longer aligned with the company's values and practices. God forbid that you see your potential and worth and choose to upgrade your life because you are under a contract, a contract that you probably have no idea about until you've come to this conclusion now. My true reason for starting over was because I could no longer lead a team with integrity in my previous company. I found myself in a broken model for what I needed to achieve, and I could no longer grow where I was at. So I simply shifted. I didn't quit. I shifted. They're different. And I didn't start over. I started fresh. They're different. And I am a different person than I was five years ago. I've evolved. So let's dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode, resigning. So I launched my new business the day that I resigned from my previous company. I know this probably made me look like a heartless bitch, but there is a reason I did it the way I did. I was on a Zoom call a week before making my decision with the top leader in our company. I expressed to him that my biggest hesitation was figuring out how to leave in a professional and ethical manner. I was fearful of the policies that I now had to abide by And I was scared of breaking any of these given policies because I wanted to leave on a high note. I wanted people to still respect me and view me as a good person. I mean, I'm leaving my team after five years of dedication to their success after I told them I'd never leave them. I remember even thinking to myself, if I had all the money in the world, like millions of dollars, I would still be doing what I'm doing. And I fucking meant it when I said it. I mean, of course, you don't truly know what you'd decide if you actually went on to become a millionaire, but my passion lies in helping other people find their happiness, feel successful, and cultivate a fulfilling lifestyle. So something that made me nervous as hell when thinking about leaving was how the heck I was going to do it. I thought I would need to take at least like a month to recover from the distress I had been feeling from the whole situation. I swear, like I have a heart, guys. I care about my people more than anything. So basically he introduced me to this transition guide. It's essentially a guide for network marketing leaders looking to possibly make a transition and are probably going through all the questions such as, should I stay or should I go? 
how do I not hurt people if I decided to leave? Am I being disloyal? How do I avoid all the legal stress? How do I launch a new business with total integrity? I have navigated through all these thoughts and have since helped numerous leaders work through them as well. And sure, I might have made some mistakes along the way. I'm only a human. But I learned that you can, in fact, transition and launch in a way that you have total integrity, you lower your legal risk to almost zero, and you launch and succeed in your new venture without feeling like you're completely starting over from zero. Because you're not. You're starting fresh, remember? The problem is no one teaches you how the heck to do this. So I was given a transition guide when I officially made the commitment to leave my previous company. And reading through it, it finally gave me the courage and confidence to make the decision that I needed to make. It gave me the confidence that I could shift to something new and be successful. But let's talk about what success truly means when you're transitioning into a new company. Well, to me, success means that you transition with high integrity into your new company. Being successful means that you are in a healthy environment. You're having fun and you're earning a living with a team of people who are also having fun and earning a living. Being successful means avoiding a lawsuit. Being successful means focusing on your vision and where you are going, not on your past. Now, I get it could be hard to avoid comparisons when you see so many differences in where you are going, like I know I did, but the primary focus should be sharing your dream, avoiding the drama, because successful is not engaging in social media arguments. You know those like controversial posts that they just grind your gears and you so want to comment on it, but you just know you probably shouldn't. Yeah, just, just don't. <laughs> And being successful is not about getting back at your prior company or your upline. Like, it is not about them. Stop making it about where you came from. It's about where you're going. Drama may drive the views, but people don't join and follow drama. People join vision. So that's what I did. I stayed positive and public, and I followed this transition guide to a T. So what's cool is that it actually walked me through the entire legal process that I'd likely go through upon resigning. And it goes a little something like this. There's four levels of what could happen when you resign. The fourth level is being slapped with a lawsuit. And thank God I never made it close to that level because I had people guiding me to avoid all this. So level one is a letter or an email from your company. Now, this is pretty normal. It's generally a super generic and standard letter outlining the compliance policies that you signed off on when you got started. And I've seen multiple letters from leaders in my company that left and received this, and they were all the same, but mine was written a bit different than all of them. And I'm actually going to read it to you guys. And just please note that this email, it was actually only sent to me two weeks after my resignation. So in this email, when I read it, I'm not going to say my company's name. I'm just going to say my former company name when it does list that. Okay. So here's a letter. Miss Doriana. Your resignation has been received and your independent consultant account has been terminated. Please be advised that several portions of the consultant agreement you entered into with my former company name shall survive this voluntary termination. If you violate the agreement, we will take any and all action necessary to protect the company from breaches. The agreement authorizes as defined in section blah, 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 
of the policies and procedures, money damages, and emergency injunctive relief against you. The agreement includes clear restrictions on one, directly or indirectly soliciting any of former company names, employees, customers, or consultants during your time as a consultant and for 12 months thereafter. Two, disparaging former company name, including, for example, its products, consultants, customers, employees, or management. And three, retaining or using former company names, confidential information, example, downline lists, customers' data, order history, etc. Okay, now this next part that I'm about to read, this is what differentiated my letter from everyone else's that I saw, okay? So, former company name takes these violations extremely seriously. If you ignore this letter and refuse to confirm compliance, former company names, next step will be to pursue all necessary legal action against you. And then the letter ends off with, we look forward to your confirmation that you will adhere to the agreement you entered into with former company name. Sincerely, blah, blah, blah. So let's uh, break this down a bit. So I didn't reply to this email because I legally did not have to, despite what the letter said. The part that seemed to be altered specifically for me, I actually totally get it. Like being one of the top leaders in the company and immediately going to another company, that could be a risk to them, right? And like, to be clear, the problem isn't how the, the email was worded. Like my feelings weren't hurt. I wanted to read this to you guys because one, I can, and two, I want you to know exactly what to expect if you were in a similar position to me. The point like, um, that I'm really trying to make here is that there are dangers of putting down your social security number without reading through the policies if you are joining a company for a discount or without the intention of actually having a business. But here's my opinion. This letter is to make people fearful of doing anything else that may be similar after leaving your former company. Unfortunately, it definitely feared me that I could be somehow slapped with a lawsuit for making any small mistake or misstep in my transition. And I believe that it's why so many people will just quit and never pursue the network marketing industry again. Or people might take a long time before jumping into something else. But if you just stay focused on where you're going and you stay positive through the process, you'll be just fine. Like for me, it was essential that I started this transition into my new venture immediately. The reason is because this is my full-time job. This is how I contribute to my family. This is how I pay off my mortgage. This is how I afford basic necessities like groceries and fuel. Like this is how I live. And legally, no one can prevent you from making a living. So before I go ahead and move on to level two here, I actually want to cover one more policy that was in my agreement and is in most people's agreements in the network marketing industry. And that agreement is essentially a non-compete. It's a rule that states that you cannot start your own business or become an employee or independent contractor of a business in competition with your former company through direct sales. So it basically means that you can't join another company in the same generic category that offers similar products or services. So thankfully, the company I partnered with did not have any of the same products as my former company. However, let's say for example that it did, because a lot of people go through this and 
I want to just start by saying I'm not a lawyer, as you guys all probably know, but generally courts will prioritize an individual's right to work and make a living above all else. And I'm not a legal professional, but I did research the shit out of this and I could not find one single example. I literally, I looked hard for it, guys. I couldn't find a single example of any court case in Canada where a direct sales association company sued a former sales consultant for joining another company with similar products and actually won. But what I did find was numerous examples where the court found the case to be unreasonable and contrary to the public order of a person legally having the right to make a living. And so I share all this with you because I don't want you to fear making a move that is better for you and your family. Okay, so let's move on to level two. This is receiving a letter from an outside law firm. If you receive this type of letter, you are not being sued, but it kind of shows a level of seriousness because the company spent money by taking this step. So I personally never even made it to level two. Yay me. <laughs> and so level three is a temporary restraining order. This would only be granted by a judge if you are like proactively reaching out to people. And I obviously avoided doing this. I never reached out to anybody. And so then level four is the lawsuit. And so the bottom line is like, you have the right to work. You have the right to post and you have the right to respond. So let's now pivot to my resignation day. So I resigned on a Friday at 4.57 p.m. in the company's home office time zone. It seems oddly specific, right? <laughs> but by resigning on a Friday, three minutes before a typical workplace closes, it ensures that you actually resign during company hours, making it official as soon as you send it. Because if you send it outside of company hours, your resignation is technically not official yet. And it also just allows the weekend for the initial shock or reaction to kind of settle before the next work week begins. So it gives them time to like figure out things like what they're going to do with your downline and how they will be supported once a leader leaves, right? And I know a lot of companies that will like assign a downline or team to a new leader once a leader leaves, but um, apparently my former company doesn't do that. So nothing really happened with my team anyways, which is kind of unfortunate for them. And I actually felt like shit about that, but I mean, it is what it is. I had to make the move that I had to make at the end of the day, right? And so after sending off my resignation email, I crafted a post to all of my team and my downline. I made a post to my customers and I just let them know of the news right away. And then immediately after doing that, I think I gave it maybe an hour. I ended up going public and I did a live video on my social media platforms announcing my resignation. And this, this video was extremely hard and emotional for me. Like this meant that my decision was official. It was time to move forward onto bigger and better things for myself. And I remember after this video, I, I think I just went to my bed and like, I was probably, I was crying for most of the day. Like it was a tough day for me, but I remember I received over 200 messages after doing that live video. It was like, people were wondering why I left, where I was going. And what I was advised to do was send a very robotic message to people when they reached out to me. 
And it went a little something like this. I'm complying with my former company's policies. Please respond yes, confirming that you reached out to me. Like I literally sounded like one of those people on the phone that like an automatic response. <laughs> and I hated doing it, but I did it. Honestly, like anything to save my ass at the end of the day. But after resigning from my company, I was locked out of my back office within minutes, which is something I actually fully expected because of just previous experiences that I heard about. And so through it, like I stayed calm, I stayed collective, I stayed positive, and I stayed public. And I continued to remain compliant. And I followed the transition guide exactly as it was written. And so in this new company, I I started right away. I plugged into all the systems that my new company had in place because when you transition into a completely different model that is substantially different from a traditional MLM company, there are learning curves. But the good systems in place are meant to make average people great. And that's exactly what it did for me and my new baby team. In fact, I actually had a girl who joined me and she was in her previous company for three years. She had also done multiple other direct sales businesses in the past, and she had never cracked more than a few hundred dollars in income each month in those previous companies. And you know what? A few hundred dollars a month, hey, that's great. If that is your goal and that's going to make a difference to you, that is great. But I know that she wanted more. And I watched her for years hustle her ass off. And she reached out to me. And she asked me what I was doing, so I gave her more information upon her request, of course, and she decided to jump in and join my team. She plugged into the transition guide, which is what I guided her to do, and within months, she had her very first four-figure month, but then she did it again. So it wasn't just a one-hit wonder, she fucking made it. She has a full-time nine-to-five job. And she does this as a side hustle. An extra four figures a month for anyone with a full-time job in today's world is a substantial difference. That money helped pay for her wedding last summer. When she hit that milestone, I knew right away, like I was in the right place for me and for my team. So, okay, let's cover some of the rumors that I heard about myself and the company I was joining. So the first one was that I got hired by the head office at my current company. <laughs> I think because people knew I had recently published a leadership book, I was offering courses on social media, and I was also offering one-on-one -on -one mentorship, people figured I was going to go get a corporate job. So you know what? This rumor was totally valid, but it just wasn't the truth. I definitely did consider applying for corporate jobs, and I was actually offered a position in a completely different company to work with their leaders. But... I still chose to be in the field, regardless of what kind of like secure income was being offered to me, because selling product and building a downline, I knew that I could have an uncapped income doing that. Um, and there was so much potential of that in the field. So I like, I wanted to start fresh with a team and a community that I could be the leader that I've always wanted to be. Okay. The second rumor that I heard about me was that I got offered a bridge which essentially means I got offered like a lump of cash to go to this new company and bring my team team with me. So this one, this one actually hurt a bit. Like this stung. I was a bit upset when I heard it for the first time because that's just not in my character to chase money over happiness. And also like I wasn't out there looking for a new company. I Like I didn't even know that 
certain companies did stuff like this, but apparently it's true that some do. But I can assure you that this was completely false. And I did not reach out to a single person in my downline to persuade them to come to my team. As my contract stated, I could not do that anyways. But so that one's just not true. The next rumor that I heard about my company was that they charged $97 per month to be a rep. Okay, I, <laughs> I don't even know where this one came from, but it's completely false. The only monthly minimum you have to meet in the company I'm currently in is you either need to obtain a 150 point order from a new customer each month or from new customers. It could come from multiple people or you could have your own 75 point order monthly. So like really there's no monthly, there's no monthly minimums that you have to meet. Um, and the 75 point order that you could put in personally that can be purchased with product credit that we actually earn every single month just by selling products. So really there's no monthly minimums. And so the last rumor that I heard is that I was served legal papers when I left. So, I mean, I shared my whole story with you in this episode today, and you guys now know that I ever only got to level one. So the answer is no, I was not served legal papers. So I think that kind of concludes all the rumors that I heard after transitioning. So I mean, nothing crazy, but I thought I would address them in case any of those circulated around to you. And so last but not least, probably like the shittiest part of a situation like mine could be losing friends. And so here's the truth. Like some people are going to be negative towards you if you ever decide to leave your company and they are going to say things and do things that hurt your feelings. Thankfully, like I've always had really great relationships with all the leaders in my previous company. And also something to factor in is that I never really had an upline in my previous company. And just hearing from other people in similar positions to me, a lot of animosity can come from like upline situations, right? But in general, like I'm pretty laid back. I'm friendly and typically I get along with almost anybody, but like I still had some unfortunate situations go down, nothing crazy or wild, like no crazy drama. And I never really expected this to be smooth or perfect in any way. I mean, it, it went much better than I could have ever expected. Like that transition guide that I followed, it helped me transition ethically on a positive note and as respectful as possible. So for me, like I had some unfollows, I had some people that unfriended me that I noticed and I even had past teammates that treated me like scum because of the decision that I made. And some of it hurt because it was from people that I really respected and I thought I had a good bond with, but I also get it because they don't know my full story. And just like, I don't know their full story, but at the end of the day, I had to remember that their decision to unfriend me or unfollow me or even treat me like shit was a reflection of them and not me. I was content with the decision I made and the direction I was moving in. So yeah, unfortunately, the legal constraints prevented me from being open about my situation. Maybe I did do some things that rub people the wrong way though. Like maybe my excitement and enthusiasm a day after leaving my former company pissed people off. But like, what was I supposed to do? Sit there for a week and have a funeral for myself? Like that's not what I wanted for myself. I need to make a living, right? Like my goal is to live a life that I'm proud of. My passion is to teach, empower, lead with integrity. 
like I'm committed to chasing my dreams and goals until the day I die. Like I intend on changing the perception of this industry just to be seen more professional as it can be. And, you know, if I've helped at least one person listening to this episode today, I will consider myself successful. And overall, I'm proud of my story. I'm proud of how I handled every roadblock that came in my direction. And I'm proud to be surrounded by incredible humans who value me. I'm confident in the direction that I'm heading. And you may love my story. You may hate my story. But my goal here was to stick to the facts and share my journey and feelings along the way. I hope it was educational. I hope you learned something. And I sure hope that you're feeling aligned, happy, and fulfilled in whatever it is that you were doing. So thank you so much for listening into another episode of Tisha Talks. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and following my channel here. I would so appreciate a five-star review if you've been loving it and want to continue to hear more. The reviews help my channel grow and they help me um, kind of just get my message out there. So also, um, good news, this podcast is now available on both Spotify and Apple. And uh, if you've had you know, having any feedback from this episode, like please drop a comment, please DM me your thoughts. I heard, I heard from so many of you after the last episode. And I just want to say like, I love hearing your messages. So please don't hesitate to message me if there's anything you want to share. I really would love to hear from you. And lastly, you can follow me over on Instagram or Facebook at Tisha Doriana, if you're not already, where you can kind of get to know me more on a personal level, chat with me, stay connected. I'll be kind of talking about like when my next episodes will be going up and stuff because I don't have an exact schedule yet as this is still very new. But um, I do know that my next episode, I want to kind of chat about just res resiliency in business, how I've learned to bounce back from setbacks and challenging times and big life changes. So until next time, guys, um, stay daring. Go turn those dreams into dollar signs and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Yeah.